Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Gail Diamond, and today we are studying Pesachim Daf 118, Kof Yod Chet. To understand this Daf, we need to first understand that the rabbis of the Talmud really thought of three different collections of psalms with the name Hallel. There is something called Hallel Shabachol Yom, which comes out of a discussion actually found in Masechet Shabbat, Daf 118. There is something called, that we tend to call just generally Hallel, but which is also sometimes referred to as the Egyptian Hallel, and that is the Hallel of Psalms 113 through 118, which is said on holidays, of course on Pesach, and at the Pesach Seder. And there is also something called Hallel Hagadol. And in this daf, the rabbis are trying to define what is Hallel Hagadol. That is, of what psalms does it consist? Specifically, where do we start Hallel Hagadol? So we have the question, Mihechan Hallel Hagadol. Rabbi Yehuda gives the first answer. And he essentially says that we read the entirety of Psalm 136, beginning with Hodula Hashem Kitov, and stopping with the beginning of Psalm 137, Al Neharot Bavel. The second position is given by Rabbi Yochanan, and this position is that we start with Shir Hamalot and continue through the beginning of Psalm 137, the end of Psalm 136, that is until the point where we would start Al Naharot Bavel. Now there's a question here about Rabbi Yochanan's position. Does he mean that we start with the very first place where we say Shir HaMalot? That is at the beginning of Psalm 120. Go through all of Shire HaMalot and then Psalm 135 and then Psalm 136. Or does he mean something different? And the most prevalent explanation I have uh, understood through uh, Rabbi Steinsaltz is that the Shir Hamalot referred to here is Psalm 134. That is the last of the Shire Hamalot. And that Rabbi Yochanan's position, therefore, is that we recite Psalm 134, Psalm 135, and Psalm 136. The third position in this text is that of Rabbi Ahabar Yaakov. And he says that we start with the verse, Ki Yaakov Baharlo Ya. That is uh, Psalm 135, verse 4. And that we go through again the end of Psalm 136 up until Al Naharot Bavel. So there are three positions offered here. Rabbi Yochanan's, the middle position, is the most extensive. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda's, the first position, is the least extensive. And in fact, the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. Um, Psalm 136 is defined as Halal Hagadol. Now the next question the rabbis have is, what makes Halal Hagadol so gadol? What's so great about uh, Halal Hagadol? 
And the answer they give is fascinating because they focus narrowly on only one verse of Psalm 136. The verse which says that God is no ten lechem lechol basar, that God is giving sustenance to the entire world. Um, Psalm 136, if you read it, is quite particular about the experience of Israel coming out of Egypt, uh, crossing the Red Sea, being redeemed, being saved from uh, kings in the desert. Um, but none of that, that particular experience of Israel, is what the rabbis choose to focus on that makes this psalm so great. Rather, what makes this psalm so great is its universality, the fact that God sustains all creation. And um, in the next part of this teaching, we learned from uh, Rabbi Yochanan uh, another beautiful teaching that this is hinted at, um, this, this benevolence of God in sustaining the world is hinted at in the 26 verses of Halal Haggadol, which represent 26 generations through which God sustained, or which God sustained through Chesed. Uh, he says, Vazan otam that God nourished the world through his chesed um, until the time that God gave uh, the people the Torah, uh, gave the world the Torah. So um, uh, we get a, a sense here of God not only sustaining the world, world through food, um, but also sustaining the world through God's love, what would keep the world going, as it were, not just nourishing us with food, but nourishing us through loving kindness, nourishing us through guiding the world. Further on on this page, the rabbis ask the question, If we already have halal hagadol, why are we saying the regular halal? Why are we saying Psalms 113 to 118? If halal hagadol is so great, if it encompasses what we need to know about the world or what we need to praise, what is, what is the benefit of the halal that we have? What is the reason for it? And the answer that in the halal, Psalms 113 through Psalm 118, we have five crucial elements. Yitziat Mitzrayim, the going out of Egypt. Kriyat Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea. Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, Tchiyat HaMetim, the resurrection of the dead, and Chevlo Shel Mashiach, the birth pangs of the Messiah. I don't think I have come to a suitable enough conclusion about whether these five elements really represent kind of the essence of Judaism as we would see it. If there is everything in here kind of to give the, the well-rounded religious picture, because there's some sense in which I, I feel that this Midrash is saying halal encompasses uh, the five things kind of that we need for our religious life, or halal encompasses the five things that we need um, to have a religious celebration. Um, I would say that, you know, on the, on the one hand, we look at these five things and we say, well, what about creation? Creation is missing here. On the other hand, I would say that we do have kind of a sequence here of redemption, of revelation of Torah in Matan Torah, and finally of Geula, of some kind of future redemption. So what we have in a sense is something that parallels the Seder itself, where we, um, where we go from past speaking about the past uh, redemption of the Jews from slavery in Egypt, to the present where we eat a meal and ingest, as it were, redemption into ourselves and into the future where we look forward to future redemption. 
there is no Pesach, and we, and we saw this also um, in our previous discussions, uh, when Rabbi Akiva said that we have to mention Geula, that we can't just talk about the past Geula, that we have to talk about that God will redeem us in future in our blessing on the second cup. Here, too, we have this notion that we can't talk about the redemption from Egypt without talking about what we look forward to in the Messianic future. And that, of course, would encompass the last two elements of this, Triata Metim and Chevlo Shel Mashiach. Pesach is complete when we look forward to redemption. And this may be why the last meal of Pesach is called Su'udat uh, HaMashiach a meal in which we look forward to the future redemption. We cannot conclude Pesach without looking forward to that. And we cannot conclude the Halal, the recital of these five Psalms, um, without having these elements. The elements of Yetziat Mitzrayim and Kriyat Suf, the element of Matan Torah in which we locate ourselves in the present through the observance of Torah, and the elements of Triyat HaMetim and Chavloshel Mashiach that will take us, God willing, into a redeemed future. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.